This is On the Block with Brent Adams. They do set the three. DeVito to pass on third and long. Steps up. Now heaves deep ball out on the right side. Underneath it is Christian. Catch his main. Inside the five. Dragging it into the end zone. Touchdown from 59. That is Matt Park, the voice of the orange. Tommy DeVito. Certainly his best performance on land, in the air. Certainly by sea, if you asked him to. What does it mean, though? Well, I have a little theory on young DeVito and the treatment, the opinions, the opining. It's being done out there a certain faction of Syracuse fans who I, I just don't get. We shall do that. Continue to discuss on this Football Monday your teams. Always want to hear how your teams did and, and how, what you think about it, except if you're going to rain on Danny Dimes Day. This is Danny Dimes Day, Giant fans. Now I got Tom and Fremont holding tight. We had Dave and Utica just coming in here. Yeah, I don't like go to bed. Shermer, he coaches the team. Come on, Giant fans. You got to live it up, man. This is your day. Now as a Bills fan, my head and my heart are in a big struggle today because I love that they're 3-0, and but I've seen this movie before. And they're playing the Patriots this week, and I don't think that's going to go very well. But I hope my head is dead wrong there. Okay, so not that realism is unwelcome on this show, but come on, Giant fans. Danny Dimes. I don't know how he's going to do from here on out, but that was his day. Let's see what Tom and Fremont thinks on the block of ESPN Radio. Hey, Tommy. X-Man, that, that Giants fan just called you from Utica. That guy's the standard bearer, bearer. He's the president of Giants Nation. They're all like that guy. Every one of them. No matter what happens, they got that nasally, whiny voice, and they just can't see anything good that happens. That guy brought up the wide right game in the Super Bowl. He's uh, trying to make he, comparisons. He got desperate. He, he got, it was the <laughs> desperate Giant fan joke. You go for Scott Norwood. You just you go right for the throat. Go right for it. He tried to make the comparison that they were lucky in that game and they were lucky to win this game. They all cried when they drafted him number six. He goes out and plays lights out, Look, and they're I, still crying. I ripped that pick. The whole world ripped that pick. I, we'll see if it pans out. They'll look like geniuses to hear Pat. Now, to give Dave a little credit, to hear Pat Shermer talk about Daniel Jones, not only yesterday but through the you know offseason and, and up to the start of the season, it's like, okay, then why didn't you start him right away? Like, I love this revisionist history that's there. But Giant fans were looking like hope was just sapped out of the season. And now you got a quarterback. Look, Saquon Barkley's out four to eight weeks. That stinks. There's a lot of injuries there. But I think you know, Tom, like, you're going into the season with realistic expectations. So I don't mind a little realism here and there. But if I was a Giant fan today, I would be skipping around town like there's no tomorrow because it was a grand performance. X-Men, I, I think the Giants fans might have just passed Eagles fans as the sorriest fan base in football. Be happy, man. Be happy for a day. You deserve it. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate that. From the On the Block text line, Daniel Jones will win more games and have a more successful career than either Josh Allen, how dare you, or Sam Darnold, despite all the doubters, dissenters, and the negativity. Remember, God is a Giants fan as evidenced by four world championships compared to the cumulative one by your Bills and Jets. Nothing but pure, raw excitement and optimism today from this Giants fan. Hallelujah, my friend. It's Danny Dimes time. The Daniel Jones era has begun. Despite the shot at my Bills there, pal. The Bills make me want to That's what I like. 
Also from the On the Block text line, 2880644, hopping on this Monday. Brent, you are quick to dismiss other fan opinions like Michael, but would you consider a 4-8 and eight season a success? Answer is no. Last year was a clear fluke. It's back to reality in mediocre terms with SU football. Disagree fine, but wins ensure program loyalty. Nothing else. Now, that is signed Steven, but they're coming from the same phone number. It's curious that Michael and Steven share a phone number and they're texting the show saying, how dare you? That's fine, but would I consider a 4-8 and eight season successful? Of course not, but they're 2-2. Two and two. There's eight games to go. If they're 4-8, and eight, then Steven, Michael, whoever you are, you're free to text back and say how wrong I was. Does that mean you get rid of the coach? Does that mean you do some of the things that you're inferring here? Not even close. Let's hear from a man, Scooter, and then I'm going to share with you my Tommy DeVito theory. Scoot! How are you, bud? Yes, man. How are you doing? I tell you, good uh, good weekend. Uh, you know, it's sort of like a day game after a night game. You know, Boise at night uh, took care of Air Force, and, of course, uh, SU took care of uh, Western Michigan. Yeah, I, I uh, missed you at Shaughnessy's on Saturday yeah. morning. I, just, I was looking. Maybe I was yeah. distracted. I didn't see you, but I, I, I think I missed you. I, I actually turned into Grandpa X. I mean, it was the first time uh, in a while that uh, you know that nine o'clock Shaughnessy's uh, being before before a twelve o'clock game. But I tell you, it's a great time to get down there. Anybody hasn't been down there should, should come down to that. Good it's times. an excellent time good down times. there. Good, good makeup call there, Scoop. Very good. I'll let you <laughs> off the hook. That was a late night for you, Boise State fans. <laughs> It was, and it it, it, it it was actually earlier than I thought because I knew the Air Force was going to run the run the ball. If that was a normal Colorado State Boise State game, that game's probably still going on. But uh, you know, the interesting about the Western Michigan Syracuse game, it looked like the old offense. I mean, it, it looked like you know where the tempo was right there. We actually went five wide a lot. Uh, you know, we 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 threw the passing schemes that were effective. And if you probably go back to the Western Michigan game. The runs that Dungey had big in the first half was probably the same ones that DeVito had um, uh, in, in this game. It, was, it looked like the same thing, you know, like the quarterback draw, the, the, the same the same gaps where they went through, and so it looked like they just went back to what they did successfully last last year against Western Michigan. As far as the season goes, X Man, you know, you, you got to look at the opposition. Okay, from here on in, look at the quarterback situations, the opposition. You know, we're gonna have a new quarterback for Duke. We have a new quarterback for NC State. Uh, Louisville right now is probably the third-string quarterback. Wake Forest is starting somebody new this year. But so hold on. Hold the phone. That's the last game of the year, so a lot can happen between now and then. That kid's yeah. good. They found a quarterback. That kid's well, did legit. They, did he get hurt in the Florida State game, though? I did, but it, he is legit. He is a good quarterback. So if right. he's if he's around for the Syracuse game, like don't brush that off like they're trying to find. They found him. That kid's good. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the opposition's got the same problem. We supposed to had Syracuse, but they have inexperienced quarterbacks. They, now, now here's a, where you're right, and I'm so curious about this. Scoot. The ACC is just, other than Clemson, of course, you just toss up the names in the air and see where they land. Like, you had Appalachian State beat an ACC team this weekend. Right. And, you know, it just It's all over the map. So I can't wait to see how this pans out. Thank you, Scoot, for the call as always, my friend. It. And Syracuse, here's the advantage they get. They get two straight bye weeks. They get two straight bye weeks. You get a glorified scrimmage this week against Holy Cross, a real bye week to not only kind of rough out some of the edges, 
Mind you, it's empty calories. I don't know what I learned playing Holy Cross. But in Game 5, a bye in Week 6 to get you ready for not only ACC play. Remember, ACC play starts weird for Syracuse. The Thursday night game at NC State. Then it's a Friday night game at home. One's on the road, one's at home against Pittsburgh. You, you need time to take a breath and get ready for that. And they have that. That's the advantage. Okay, so here's my DeVito theory. I think a lot of you out there would rather be right about your opinion than see Tommy turn into the quarterback that Syracuse needs him to be. There are way too many of you that I've had personal conversations with or internet conversations with or everything in between, some on this show, where after a couple of games, you formed an opinion. You formed an opinion that you don't feel he is the right quarterback for this team, for whatever reason those those are. When it is so up in the air, need time to develop, has the skill set to do it, not to mention you have an offensive line that's barely functional at this point. They were better in this game, and I think that time off is really going to help them too. So rather than recognizing the time needed, the good throws that he made, the smart decisions that he made in this game, including the 60-yard run on the second play from scrimmage, the touchdown run, the great throw to Tristan Jackson, other shorter throws, you find excuses because you want to be right. You want to be right because you tweeted that one time or called this show or went on a message board or whatever the case may be and formed an opinion that he's not the guy. As opposed to seeing improvement and actually being a fan that wants to see your quarterback succeed, you want to be right. You want to be an I told you so. We just had Dave and Utica, I told you so. I called you in April about Daniel Jones. He's been harboring that for weeks just to get that back. Oh, that's fine. You know, you want to you want to call me out cuz I'm wrong. I had a guy tweet me over the weekend cuz I tweeted so here's what I tweeted amongst many things cuz I tweet a lot on game days. Which surprisingly people actually like. I thought I was tweeting too much, but when I don't tweet as much as I used to, they say, "Well, where's the tweets? I need you, Brent. Come on, you keep me updated." So I appreciate that, guys. But I just tweeted just one of those kind of offhanded snarky things, and I wish Twitter had a snark handle on it, some sort of snark button. But I said, so you guys still want to bench Tommy DeVito or nah? To which one guy, and a couple of you reminded me of this, you wanted to bench Dungy last year. Number one, I was wrong. Number two, I was wrong. And number three, different situation. You had two starting quarterbacks on the team last year. This team does not. This team does not. Now, you're going to see plenty of Clayton Welch against Holy Cross and perhaps plenty of Rex Culpepper against Holy Cross. But if those two were truly better, they'd be on the field. They do not have two starting quarterbacks on this team. They have one. Tommy is the guy. It's different when you have two quarterbacks going at each other and one starts to fade and you know what's sitting on the bench. I was wrong about that. Dungy more than proved me wrong, and I'll eat crow on that. But this team, this time, with an offensive line that is a mess, some new players, some inexperience, making a quarterback comfortable, which doesn't happen after two games, particularly when the Maryland game is going to be that thorn in the side because it went away that nobody saw coming. 
But Clemson, your first home game, third game of the season, he had flashes, he had time. I expected him to be more ready in certain cases than he has been. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. But the number of you that were just pulling the ripcord and bailing, get him out of there, he's not this guy, you hyped him up too much, it's like it's it's four games. So you would rather be right in your assessment than recognize where the improvement is. Or I got a ton of this on Saturday. That's Western Michigan. That's Western Michigan. Hold on there, Cowboy. It's Western Michigan. What will satisfy you? Now, I may be all in, and I could lose on this. I could I could be wrong on this. But I think I know a quarterback with a skill set that I'm going to be patient with when I see it. I think I know a good quarterback when I see one, particularly on this team. And if there was another player on this team, if this was a situation where you had another starter on the bench pushing them, then maybe my patience wouldn't be there as much. But whether you want to recognize it or not, it's ride or die time with Tommy DeVito. Because that's what you got. I really wonder if some of you are fans of this team that want to see your quarterback improve, or if you just want to be right because you tweeted something two weeks ago in criticism of them. Of which I'm here to point out and have pointed out. The back-to-back interceptions against Maryland and Clemson, unacceptable. Some other things that we have pointed out that need to improve. But how that goes immediately to, I'm done with this kid, like, I hate to address a minority here because I think most of you are rational fans that see the skill set and know what it takes to develop a quarterback that in this day and age, you are not out of the box, ready, dominating after one or two games. Some are. It's great when Trevor Lawrence does it. It's great when there's other quarterbacks out there in college football that, you know, just come right out of the box and they're dominating. But the norm is not that. The norm is even with experience, even with skill set, even with a mentorship, which he had with with Dungy, even with time the past couple of years, when it's your show and your offense, and fair to point out here, an offensive line that is yikes. But what did we see Saturday? We saw good decision-making. Ran the football when it was there. When he had time to throw the ball, delivering darts to Tristan Jackson. Using his tight end. Wasn't just... Everybody agrees he has arm strength. Like, that's inarguable, right? But the, some of the shorter throws, some of the decisions, was all there. And I understand it was one game, but that's one of those you can't win situations. Because if it's not there, then I'm hearing from those dementors on the show today, oh, you can't even do it against Western Michigan. So when he does it, what am I hearing? Oh, that's only Western Michigan. <laughs> it's just. Sure. Now, here's where I'll, I'll feed a little bit to the Tommy DeVito Dementors out there. He could throw for 600 yards against Holy Cross. I don't know what that teaches me. I don't know what that shows me. You need the game. You need the reps going into that bye week so you're about as ready as you can be for ACC play. So I'll grant you that. I'll be that guy and say, yeah, it's only Holy Cross. See what Rob and Beville thinks before we take a break. 437-7644. Rob, hit me, bud. Ax 
man. Hey, Senor X. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Senor X. I, uh, you... I like that. I, I love it when you call me Senor X. I like that. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I was just calling after the start of your spot there on Tommy to say, what are you talking about with all these Tommy DeVito detractors? Because I've been at the games, and I really, except for, like, the one guy with the, the mossy oak hat, that was a little intoxicated saying DeVito stings. Every other fan that I've seen was all for him. It's just the first home game we see him play this year, he's against Clemson. I'm more concerned about stopping Western Michigan on defense because that's what had me more scared than Tommy playing. No question about it. That's the issue on this team, and you were there, Rob. You saw it. If you're going to have issues... That they have to work on, they have issues they have to work on, but when they had to make plays on those fourth downs, they did. Now, here's where I'll be fair, and I'll point out that Levante Bellamy was not on the field, and no matter what, they could not stop that kid all day long, just like they couldn't... That 15 receiver was good, too. Oh, and the tight end, yeah, Giovanni Ricci. It's fantastic. Yeah, they had some players, and this is a defense that really has to fix a lot of holes. Thanks for the call, Robbie. Always great to hear from you. Going five-hole, my friend. But they had to get some mojo back. I said all week, I said on pregame, it was the biggest thing they had to take away was they needed some mojo back, and I think they got that. We can continue this discussion coming up. We can talk more about the NFL weekend, the blind side on the way. It's Football Monday on the Block. You come back. Let's do the thing. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's on for hot takes on the block. Danny, Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Oh, Giant fans, I'm happy for you. I, I really am. I am happy for the Giant fans out there. They have a little bit of life. We'll see how long it lasts. Saquon Barkley's out four to eight weeks. Hate to be a, a bummer, so I was pumping you up there at the same time. New York's premier resort destination, as you know, is Turning Stone Resort Casino, joining the best of Vegas Caesars Entertainment to create the lounge with Caesars Sports. I know this. You know why? Because I was there today. And I slapped that ticket down. I said, let's go, baby. Bills plus three. Week one against the Jets has a couple weeks late. You have, you have a year to turn in a winning bet. I was nervous that I, I was like, oh, wait, did, did I pass the expiration date? 365 days. I didn't want to procrastinate that much, so I was there at uh, Yellow Brick today. Turning Stone Point Place, Yellow Brick, they're all open. You can catch your favorite team, score great food, all the sports action you crave. Eat, drink, win at the Lounge with Caesars Sports. Eat, drink, and watch Danny Dimes win games, Giant fans. Jones takes the snap, back to throw, steps up, he's going to run. Jones to the five, touchdown Giants! Daniel Jones on a seven-yard run on a fourth and five from the seven. And the Giants have tied it up with 116 to go. Danny Dimes, 336 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, runs for the winning touchdown, as you heard Bob Pappas say there on the Giants radio network, as heard right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Look, it's one game, it's one week, it's Tampa Bay. I, t- I prematurely tweeted, and I said, how dare you ruin Danny Dimes' debut when the Bucks went down the field and had a chip shot field goal. 
that they even ran the play. You know that play where you kind of just like move to the left a little bit just to get it lined up for your kicker? And they still miss the kick. The guy that missed two extra points earlier in the game could totally redeem himself and beat the Giants. But not on Danny Dimes Day. Oh, no. Right, Dave Gettleman? I saw a professional quarterback. So that's when I was in full bloom love. Let us take you back a few months ago and all the doubt that was out there about Danny Dimes. I think it's it's the fit that they wanted because of Eli and because he's been around David Cutcliffe and he's been around the Mannings, but I think it was a big mistake. I really do. I think at that point, go defense. There are plenty of good defensive players on the board or, you know, or just don't go that quarterback. Oh, how dare you, Todd McShay, doubt Danny Dimes. This was uh, Mina Kimes, a number of ESPN commentators, live on, I believe this was a live Twitter show they were doing on draft day, and you, you, you will just listen. Well, they, New York Giants have... Oh, oh, no! Let's go! No! Let's go! No! Daniel Jones, quarterback. Let's go! Daniel Jones. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I just want to take a second. Yo, these beans are good as hell. <laughs> Hold on, Mina Kimes, first person to ever. Oh, how wrong we were. How wrong we were, because one football game has told us this. Kick on its way, and it's no good. He missed it. Way missed the kick, and the Giants win their first game of the season. Not on Danny Danny Dimes Day. Not on Danny Dimes Day. Listen, it's encouraging, Giant fans. It looks like you have a quarterback. The biggest thing is, and we were just kind of talking about this with Tommy DeVito, he can run the football. Eli Manning is a statue with a dead duck of an arm. And they stuck with him for so long, finally did it the right, right way. you got to ask yourself why they even bothered with Eli for the first couple of weeks out of anything other than just loyalty. You look like you have a quarterback here. Now, Saquon Barkley's out. You still have a lot of injuries at receiver. And it's going to take a while for this thing. And and Danny Dimes is going to have some bad days. Danny Dimes is going to have some Danny Nichols days. Okay, some Danny Penny's days. But that's the jolt of life that Giant fans needed. That is the encouragement that Giant fans needed. That perhaps Dave Gettleman, full bloom love, Davey. I saw a professional quarterback. So that's when I was in full bloom Love. Now, let me be the stick in the mud here and remind you that uh, I think this would be a better situation had you had Odell Beckham Jr. on this team to go with Danny Dimes. Because then you got a big three. Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr. You lack that now. But revisionist history, that's not going to matter. The Browns were not looking so good last night on Sunday Night Football. Namely, Freddie Kitchens in his... Really, fourth and nine, fourth and nine, and you're running the football in this situation. It amazes me how football coaches stand up there week after week in their own way and tell us how we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're seeing. You guys don't see this. I got to watch the film. Magic things happen when I watch the film. You non football people don't know. Well, I know you don't do that. Fourth and nine, and you're on a draw. (laughs) No, you do not do that. So Freddie Kitchens kind of ruined what was a competitive game in some way. Sean McVay didn't have his best play-calling night. Pete Carroll botched a lot of calls. 
Now, to be fair, Pete Carroll literally got hit in the face with a football in pregame. Maybe he had some concussion symptoms. I don't know. But seeing some of the coaching decisions around the league, and they stand up there and they puff their chest and tell us how much they know every week. It's like, I know that, right? And I know you don't trade Odell Beckham Jr., but, you know, again, what can you do? Speaking of which, and I'm going to go to the phones after this, but Rex Ryan. Oh, it's been a while since we heard from Rex. He had some opinions about Baker Mayfield. Freddie Kitchens, you also got to give him props. They play without four starters in their back end, you know, defense. And they play their, their, their tails off. And, and should they have won the game? I don't know, but my gosh, you've got, I, I don't get it. I'd love to be an offensive coordinator here. If I, I have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and, and this Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I know he's overrated as hell, but Whoa! I'm like this. Here's the the other, uh, what, what this team though is you have no tackles. Yeah. And so are we going to make an adjustment or are you just going to let them get beat one-on-one all day long? Can I briefly go back to overrated as hell, if I may? Here? You know Baker Mayfield is overrated. Absolutely. I threw a that's hot in there for that. Yeah, like <laughs> Everybody's trying. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. He's like trying to continue to make his point. No, Rex. Wait, well, hold on, Rex. Go back. What did you just say? Overrated as hell. Wow. Bring in the heat. That wasn't even first take. That was that was get up. We didn't even hit the thing for that. It's now time for how long can Brent take a take? I, I don't think Rex is completely off in this vein. I just think defenses are catching up. I just think defensive coordinators have figured out the weakness. They're coming after Baker a little bit. He's a little hesitant. They figured out how to turn the tide and make him make the decisions. But for him to say how good of a job Freddie Kitchens coached that game, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go to Utica. I love it. Utica's representing today on this program. 437-7644. Dave in Utica. Danny Dimes, the New York football giants. Life is good for you on this Monday, Dave. Uh, yeah, hi, Brent. Uh, last time we uh, spoke was back during the draft in April, and uh, I think we had a disagreement. And the only disagreement was on the uh, the arm and uh, the uh, velocity the ball coming out of his uh, out of his hand, and I just I just made a point back then was just give this kid a chance. But we really don't know what we have, and we still don't know what we have. But I can tell you this much: uh, we're not going to win with Shermer. He's a he's a terrible terrible clock management uh, coach, and uh, I just I just think that the uh, seems like the loudest people in that room. Uh, Dave, 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 you're bumming me out, man. This is a oh, good no, no, day. No, just, this is you know a good is, day. Come it's on, realism. man. It's, it's realism. It's realism. I don't want realism. No, well, I don't want that realism. today. I don't want you got, it. You need realism. I don't want it, Dave. I don't want it. I want happy times. I want uh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Brent, Brent, you know what I said after after you we won the want? game? Wide I right, want, Brent. I want this. Remember, remember wide right in 91? this. Jones takes the snap. That's back to throw. Steps up. He's going to run. Jones to the five. Touchdown, Giants. Daniel Jones on a seven-yard run. On a fourth. That's what I want, Dave. I want Danny Dimes. That's what I want. That's what I want. Wide right, never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. What a, I just, come on, Giant fans. What are you going to let Dave be your guy? This is a good day for you. And what does it turn out? Oh, Pat Shermer, I don't like how, I don't like that guy. I don't like that Pat Shermer. You know what I got for you, Dave? I saw a professional quarterback. So that's when I was in full bloom 
Love. That's what I want. That's what I want on this football Monday. I don't want realism. I want to live in fantasy land. Right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers line up. Winning field goal opportunity. Not on Danny Dimes Day. Not on Danny Dimes Day. Kick on its way. And it's no good. He missed it. Way missed the kick. And the Giants win their first game of the season. I don't like that, wow. Schirmer. I don't like it. You know what I don't like? Some of you are too darn stubborn about Tommy DeVito. I'll explain my theory coming up. Stay right there.